Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my lit yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns, so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. So just reviewing my mission, which is to not only redefine yoga, but help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns. This is today's podcast topic, which we talk about daily, but I'm giving the perspective from a really taking my physical therapy perspective fully. And it is this, so the topic is how to use the core correctly. And I want to maybe clarify correctly is not like this is the right way versus something is the wrong way, but more from the physical therapy perspective of what is the core's purpose. So a lot of people think of the core as the anterior abdominal wall. You know, what forms your bikini, bathing suit look, firm abdominal, six pack, and all of that. And the truth is that it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. I mean, it is often, a lot of people will describe it in the physical therapy world as having about 29 muscles, which doesn't sound like that much. And I think actually there's, there could be even more depending on how you, how you define the core. So defining the core for me is beyond just like everything but your limbs. It's really understanding that your core is everything in the center of your body. So it's not just the front, the back, and the sides, but this entire integration of everything around the axis of the skeleton, around the rib cage and sternum, and then around the pelvis and scapula. So it's taking into account the pelvis, the shoulder, the spine, and all of that wrapped in there. 
And that's a lot. That's a lot to take care of. And from a movement perspective, the job of the core is different from the job of the limbs. The job of the core is to stiffen. It's to really hold a co-contraction, which means that everything has a a tightening, an activation. And the generating the generation of force and power is is done in the hips and the shoulders and is then transmitted through the core and not many um activities require that your core is the powerhouse or the an instigator of the movement and power but instead it's the transmitter and this is the part that is a little bit in conflict with yoga with, so I, I teach yoga, but I'm a physical therapist. And so this is part of the redefining yoga is what are we trying to do with our spine? What are we trying to do when we move? What are we trying to do with our movement patterns? And are we teaching people? And then as teachers, are we cueing people to try and mobilize the spine in a way that is not taking into account the purpose of the core, which is to actually hold strong, stiffen, that's that's actually kind of a physical therapy term, stiffened in a good way, um, to hold the, the strength and the energy that's being transmitted. And so if we understand the core's purpose, how do, how do we actually put that into play in a functional way? So here are some tips for having a functional core. And this is actually a lecture that I give in my teacher training and which now I have both on, I will have online, but I have in person as well. And we go into a lot of depth and decipher how to use it in a variety of ways, in a variety of um, movement patterns, but the essence of functional core is the same. So I'll, I'll give you some tips for that. So number one, again, from a physical therapy perspective, this is like how I want to have a safe movement pattern that will protect my spine for years and years to come. And so if I know the co-activated core is going to do that, what are the, uh, what are the tips for that? So one is that we want to recruit all the core muscles in a collaborative way. I call it the core matrix, so that the sum of the parts collectively, right? One, not one of the parts is greater than the sum of the parts. So the wholeness of the core is strong, and not one part of the core is emphasized. And this is counterintuitive for anyone who's like focusing on the abdominals, the abdominals, the abdominals, because it seems like, well, that's that's the thing that's going to be helpful and give structure. But there's more to the core than the abdominals. So we need to focus on all of the core muscles so that they they work collaboratively in this kind of matrix-like way to give support to the spine, to the rib cage, and then to the other parts, the pelvis and shoulder. So that's the first thing, is really finding more balance in the way we activate the muscles of the core. The second part is we want to really fine tune the what's called resting muscle tone. So resting muscle tone of the core is the 
the readiness for the muscles to fire when something, when the demand is put upon them. If I was standing and then all of a sudden I had to, you know, run upstairs or I had to reach over and get something, I want to have that there is a degree of readiness and energy that is in those, that the whole structure, the matrix of the core that will stabilize me when I go and burst off into some kind of sprint or lean over and pick up something really fast. So there, we want to uh, make sure that there's a readiness of the muscles. So how do we do that? Well, one is that I, uh, this could be again, an hour two hour lecture, but just think about in your daily life, if you are operating with about 20% of those core muscles ready to go. So if you're sitting right now, uh, like listening to me, I know people listen to this in a variety of places, some in the car, but even there, can you have a degree of readiness in your muscles, in the muscles surrounding the ribs, surrounding the spine, and this feeling of an upward lift so you're not being dragged down into the bowl of the pelvis. And then cultivate that sense of readiness in almost all your positions until you're ready to go to bed and then snooze away or relax on the couch. But it's just getting a fine tuning of the nervous system so that everything again is prepared to transmit energy. And you know, even in the physical therapy world, there's a lot of disagreement. I would say it's not, it, it doesn't get superheated, but disagreement about what is causing some of these areas to like really dial down. And there's terms like gluteal amnesia when you're, um, when you're posturally imbalanced and your glutes are not inspired, what I like to say, inspired to fire. And so um, that is, that term has become a, kind of recognized in the PT world, but even some PTs don't don't really subscribe to that idea. But I think we all would look at the idea of a readiness, a resting muscle tone is necessary for good functional movement and to have a, a very functional core. Because the last thing we want is it not to be ready to go. So I gave this example today when I was filming and it came to me and I thought, I think this is a pretty good example, but I'm hoping this will give you an idea what I mean by readiness. So if you've never put on Lycra shorts, maybe you won't know what this feels like, but imagine putting on Lycra shorts and how that feels, the compression of it. So compression shorts of some kind, like biking shorts, or they could be really, really tight yoga pants, but there is a feel of a hug. There's a feel of just being pulled in and it's being pulled in pretty much on all sides. So that is an idea of like this, imagine that's your core. And there's like this feeling of, um, of you know being held in and that would be on the upper end like that's let's just say that would be like 30 percent 40 percent ready to fire at all times because you've just got this energetic hug but then let's look at the opposite end so say you have a pair of underwear that you've worn for many years and it's gotten stretched out a little bit in the waistband and it's gotten stretched out in the um in the bottom and it has this like, you just look like a saggy bottom (laughs) because your underwear has just really lost its elasticity and it's like hug ability. And so those are kind of two ends of the spectrum of this readiness that we want to have in our core. We don't need to sit around feeling like we have a very tight Lycra zipped up outfit on 
However, we also don't want to sit around and feel like we've got a saggy bottom underwear um, core happening. So in just regular activity or regular sitting during the day, or if you're at a standing desk, you want to have this medium amount, right? This medium amount of activity where you feel there's a lightness that's supporting you and that's just the right amount that could dial up. So for a functional core, we want to find this ability of the resting muscle tone to be more balanced. And that kind of goes with the first one of balancing out all the different parts of the core so that not we're not emphasizing just one area. Now, in regards to the first two, there's a third one, and I have about a list of 10, but I'm only going to go through a few of these here because you would have to tune into my teacher training if you want more. But a third one will kind of take takes into account the first two, but also is maybe a little contradictory to the first one. And that is that the glutes are so powerfully important that they actually have the ability, if we do kind of focus on them, um, they have the ability to get energy into the front wall of the abdominals just by learning to activate the glutes better. Versus if you just work on the abdominals, but you're trying to also recruit the glutes, it's not going to be as effective. So try this out. I used to do this with physical therapy patients when I was trying to teach them how to squat well and teach them how to produce um, a, a rotational torque force from the floor into the hips. And triple flexion, I've talked about before, it's really important how to learn how to hip flex because then your hip extension will be much more powerful. And that hip extension, the big drivers are the glutes. But if you were to stand on, so try standing on two feet <laughs> with the feet parallel and, and, and just bend the knees a little bit like you're going into a squat and then straighten and do that a few times. And after you've done it a few times like that, without consciously um, putting some drive into the hips, before you lift up, straighten the knees and drive the hips forward, attempt to dial your feet out like you are spinning your feet on paper plates, as my brother John would say, but they don't actually move. So you're spinning them out with that the energy, this kind of rotational torque, and see what that does to the glutes, how it prepares them to turn on more. And liken you can liken this to um, a, a jar that has a lid on it. Now, if you just put the lid on the jar, you've managed to accomplish that. But to actually create more uh, strength and a connection, and ultimately maybe even a suction, you're going to turn the lid on the jar, and then that creates this seal. This that, And the process of turning it is what actually creates the force, right? It's not just sitting there, but you actually turn it to make it tighter and, and seal that. And that's what essentially you're doing. From the ground up, you're pro- producing a torque that give stability to the hip capsule and fires up the surrounding musculature. 
So the big third part of the how to use functional core tips is learn how to use your glutes. Because when you learn how to use that, um, the glutes correctly, especially, I mean, not all the time, but really in weight bearing and movement in weight bearing, you're going to charge up the core. So it's like the bottom of the Christmas tree lights, like really charging those up and feeling the energetic exchange from there. So it's a little contradictory to the first thing I said, but it's not in the sense that the glutes have so many um, fascial connections to the other areas of the core matrix that when we, and they're obviously such a mass amount of muscle tissue that when we do work on like working the physiological principles to activate them better through this torque, you will light up your core. So that's only three of 10, but that's a lot for you to absorb and try. So one is really understand that we want some all the parts of the core to work collaboratively and not overemphasizing one part. And that is to create a kind of stiffening or a um, rigidity in the core to protect the spine. It supports the spine, that's protecting it, but um, to also really transmit energy without having any leaks of energy. So we need to have all parts of this, the core uh, working to create that flow of energy well. So again, this is not necessarily going hand in hand with some of the things you're taught in yoga, where you're really working on backbending per, per se and, and twist. And that stiffening in the core is, is sometimes people do the opposite of that. But when you're working from an energetic standpoint, you're losing so much energy when you let a bend come into the spine in an asymmetrical way. So in other words, we if we rotate the spine on an axis, we rotate it symmetrically. If you rotate and you kind of somewhat rotate in one area, but then you flex and rotate in another area, that's not symmetrical. You've lost some energy there. So the tightening, the rigidity, the stiffening, of the core helps you actually move better. Again, let's think about the action of torque. If I'm moving a car and I have a really nice responsiveness in my steering wheel, it's going to come from that there is some, there's some tension versus having like if you've gone into the arcade and you're like in the um, one of those fake cars there isn't always tension there. So that's, that, that steering wheel just spins around. And, and so you need that tension of turning. You need the tension of the core to transmit the energy. So in your yoga practice, think about ways of maybe minimizing the movement, especially when the spine is involved, which it almost always is. Minimizing the movement of the spine, keeping the spine in its natural neutral position, and then moving along the axis of it without losing any of the energy, but keeping the stiffening around it. This is really, really important and not emphasized enough because people don't understand this concept. And in yoga, we're glor- you know, that over uh, flexibility is really glorified sometimes. Second part of the, the core tips, really, really, really make sure that you are not losing your energy, right? That you're moving the energy through the body from this place of all parts of the core working. 
and working well. And so learning how to have a resting muscle tone will help you activate all those areas better because they'll be they'll have a readiness to them. So thinking of like the the in-between of not quite the lycra, but not quite the saggy underwear effect. So that you're ready to move in all directions, whether it's hinging at the hips and bending to get something off the floor or bolting up some stairs. And then the third part is learn to work the glutes in the way that they're made to learn. Squats are so wonderful for that and really use the driving principles of torque to uh, get the capsular, which is inside the hip itself, uh, strength and protection, integration and stability and that all the surrounding muscles are going to fire more readily, especially the glutes. So there it is. I could talk about the core for hours, but use the core functionally. It is wonderful to have a a taut core, but we're doing it not for the look of it, but for the function of it. Because when it's functionally sound, it is working for us to take the energy through the limbs and not get it lost in any way. It's not like we don't, I would say you don't want a leaky hose. You want a strong channel of energy. So I'm pulling for you, get your core strong, get it functional and get it, have a readiness to it. And I promise it'll have a huge impact on the rest of your movement. And you can practice this. This is why my core integrated, uh, core integrated lit method is so effective because it's taking all these principles from physical therapy and infusing them with yoga moves and other moves, not just yoga moves, to create a really well-rounded movement practice that makes you feel lit up. And it really, really um, has helped so many people. And it's, it's such a pleasure to see that. So I hope to pass that on to you as well. Move well. And I'm giving you hugs. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.